Blog Talk Radio. Tell me a secret. I don't just want to know about any secret of yours. I want to know about my special secret. Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us. My name is Reverend Arlene Cahet, and uh, tonight we have my guest host, Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. Hi, say hi, Harvey. Hi, Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tonight we are going to talk about uh, dating is it like it used to be? Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to have this particular show is that many of my, you know, many of the people that I've talked to, um, male associates and friends, they've been telling me that they're running into uh, a certain type of energy with the women that they're dating now. And so well, I'm going to give them the opportunity to actually give a voice to what it is that, that they've been experiencing. And tonight we have uh, uh, a friend of ours, of both Harvey and I, um, Ernie. Ernie, are you on the line? Yes, I am, and I'm here and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> So, so tell me, Ernie, um, tell me a little bit about your dating experience and what you've been experiencing while you've been um, on the dating scene for the most part. Uh, all right. Well, um, basically, to give you a little rundown of myself, I am, I am very, uh, I'm a very, pers- you know, personable kind of uh, sensitive, spiritually guided brother who has been married for 16 years in every relationship that I've ever been in has been always been long-term, meaning at least a year or longer. I don't believe in just getting together with people just to be getting together. I'm looking for my particular soulmate, and I realize that, you know, in order for you to give, find that person, you have to give it some time. So I usually try to give it about a four, four seasons, about a year. Uh, you you really can find tell a lot about a person within a year, but you know a lot of times it's a lot sooner. But you know if you're really serious, for me, if if I'm really serious about a person, I'll date them for at least a year to give it some time to find out if it's really something that I feel is necess- you know that it's going to work for me. And usually during that time, you see the real person. So that's how I work for it. Um, the re- yeah. the uh, experiences that I've been having with relationships, um, I've had a few, 
I'm very I'm I'm very finicky myself. I'm I'm very particular about what I allow into my life, um, the energy that I allow into my my space because I'm vibrating at such a high frequency that I I can only you know radiate with that which aligns with my chronic vibrations. So um, I've had about within I've been married. I was married for 16 years. My in 2008, my wife decided that she no longer wanted to be part of my space, um, and so she moved out of the state and took my daughter. And that's been a transition, but it's all good because I realized that everything that work, you know, everything that happens in my life is only to help me along the process. Um, since I've been dating. Uh, I haven't really been dating a lot since 2008. I haven't had a couple of run-ins with people that lasted a couple of months, but for the most part it's been basically very uh, light and friendly. I, I, I have to make friends with you. Now, I must tell you guys that I'm old school, and I, I love old school, which means you could be hating on me, and we could have the worst fight in the world, but somewhere in that fight, we're going to be like, I don't, I hate you. Leave me alone. I don't want to see you no more. You hungry? You want something to eat? You know, it's like that. you always go back to that original love that you have because love endures all things. And that's how I carry it. I don't, you know, I carry old school. Um, the experiences that I've been having is I've been finding out that a lot of women, uh, particularly black women, uh, in Baltimore that I've been running into, a lot of them have a lot of preconceived notions about uh, what's appropriate, um, what's what they're looking for. A lot of a lot of women that I run into are very confused about actually what it is that they need, they or what they just you know what they desire. They don't know, and so they're they're grappling at straws and trying to put you into a box, fit you into, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole, so to speak. Um, They're with people who they're not really uh, uh, um, um, aligned with, um, and they're trying to force it when they really are wasting their time. You know, we have to be completely honest with ourselves. And and in, in order for us, for love to find us, we must really be in tune with our own soul player, you know, our inner person, the, the, the higher self, the person that is, you know, going to carry us through. Is this per- You know, we have to ask this, ourselves vital questions. Is this relationship what Ernie, I'm let looking- me stop you for a minute. Ernie, let me yeah. stop you for a minute. Let me, let me ask you this. In your, because you're a single man now. You you mentioned being married, but that's in the past. You've been a single yeah. man now at least since 2008. So at least about a good eight years you've been single. And I know yeah. that you're seeing someone now. But getting into that point, what has your experiences been like with the women that you've gone out with? You know, just you know, dealing with them. Not about your spirituality, but you know, when you go up to a woman and you say, "Hey, how you doing?" and you shine your pearly whites at her. You know, what's going on there? You know, do you guys usually have a good time together? And it's just She's not the one for me. Is there a lot of drama going on? Tell us about that. Okay. I've had a couple of experiences with women 
who really weren't into the same things I was into. And it usually comes out on the first or second date. You go, yeah, we talking some to, kinky stuff, S and M. No, not uh, kinky know, stuff. Just, you know, I'm trying to basically like set them old school. So I have to feel a person out first. I have to get a vibe as to whether this person is even somebody who I want to waste my time with. You know, and that that only comes from spending time, quality time with them. Mm-hmm, but and really she's into stuff you're not into. What is it? She likes the text and you like to talk? What is it that she's into that you're not into? Uh, a lot of things like having preconceived notions about what a relationship is supposed to be. You know, having okay. preconceived belief systems about what she feels the man's responsibility is in a relationship, but not having a clear, defined uh, uh, attitude about what her female responsibility is. That's what so I'm let's finding. Talk about I'm that. finding a lot of women who are caught up in the way their parents were raised, but they mm-hmm. really ne- they never really developed their own style. They never really developed their own you know, desire to want to, you know, pursue something more than what they saw their parents had. You know, a lot of times, okay. you so know. So make that clear for my listeners. Ernie, make that clear for my listeners. So preconceived it, notion, they, give me like, I mean, you don't have to it, obviously give a name, but give us like an example. example. Tell us like what's going on. Okay, i give you an example. Um, I had a relationship in my past. My daughter's, my oldest daughter's, Mother, she, her, her family, nobody in her family ever got married. None of the women in her family ever got married. Her mother, her grandmother, her great grandmother, none of them. It was a family tradition that marriage was not important. They were with their men for years and years and years, but they never committed to them. They never committed to them. So as a result, by me being the kind of guy where I was acclimated and indoctrinated from from birth to see that marriage is part of God's plan for us, that's what I believe. And so when I when I date someone, that's usually the my ulterior motive is to try. I'm looking for my soulmate. I'm not looking for someone to be with. Okay, that's not important to me. I'm fine by myself. I don't need to have someone. If I if I'm with someone, they have to. You bring something to my world, and I and I theirs. But it's not just about you know just being with someone, just to be with someone. That's you know that's to me that's that's not a real reason to be with someone. You know you be with someone because they you know you feel, you feel something with them, and they feel something for you, and there's an attraction, and you guys are attracted to each other. You have a intimacy, a depth of a relationship, not just some. You know, fly by day, temporary. You know, temporal. You know, day by day thing, but something that's deeper, meaningful. You know, I. You know, I personally uh, am a very deeply spiritual person, and I believe that having an intimate relationship with God is what God's purpose for us was. But I believe that He's given us the the gift of relationship to 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 practice that relationship that He wants to have with us. You know, by having it with someone else that he's put into your life. Not to be flamboyant and to be going around trying to hit everything, stick and move like you and the Ravens, but uh, to love and to be loved and to to use the example that God has given us of how we should love each other by how he loves us. 
and that's what it is to me. It's a it's a it's a the mutually agreed upon relationship that's 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 that makes you know it makes you both makes both of your hearts sing, not just one but both. It should be mutual. Okay. Shouldn't that just be you know? And that takes work. That takes time. That takes you know a commitment on a person's part. People can date. Okay, so. I personally hate dating. Because you got to keep the, you got to, you know, get to know a person all over again, and you know. But so what I do is when I find someone who is mutually satisfying to me and who I feel that, that spirit is leading me to, I, I put all of my eggs in one basket and try to make that work. You know, ride it till the wheels fall off, if you will. You know, but um, I don't make any. I, I do. I, I do have a, I do have a question for you because I we we do understand what you're what you're talking about, but um, what one of the questions that I that I do have is that um, have you found that the women that you've dated have been more um, career oriented where where it seemed as if their their career outweighed uh, outweighed their desire to want to be in a relationship, and has that been a, a continuing trend that you've seen, if if that's actually the case? I've seen a lot of that, too. You know, by me being in my 50s now, um, I generally like to date women my age or a little older, actually, and I find mm-hmm. that in that age range, uh, I'd say between 50 and 60, 65, that, you know, if they've if their career has been their main drive uh, for the most part in their lives to the point where they're in their upper 40s and early 50s and have not connected with someone yet, have not had any children of their own, it could be for a number of reasons. Maybe they can have children. But the the fact of the matter is that, you know, because they've never fit into that mold of being a housewife or, you know, being – a bride and never, you know, always a bridegroom, never a bride kind of thing. Um, I haven't had a lot of experience with those. Most of the women that I date, you know, generally that I I acclimate towards usually have the same type of uh, upbringing or same type of belief system that I have. But I have run into a lot of women who are very, you know, their career is their baby. You know, you, you know, and they they've gone past the age of their biological clock being important to them. You know, um, because I am a family-oriented kind of guy, I tend not to gravitate towards those type of women. But I have ran into a couple, and I'm I am friends with those. You know, I mean, we yeah, I have friendships with those type of women. But as a result of me pursuing, you know, even in trying to just be friendly and 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 finding out if this is something that I would like to pursue, I usually try try to establish a very strong friendship because I believe that even if you never move beyond that, friendships are important. They're very, very meaningful, you know, and that's what's important to me. I'd rather be your friend and be, you know, be happy with you than try to be your man and, you know, have it all fall apart and because that's we weren't really meant to be meant to be friends, you know, like that. You know what I mean? It's about mm-hmm. it's about understanding what you need and being uh, steadfast and immovable. You know, not, not settling for anything less. A lot of I find that a lot of people are settling right now. 
They just want to be with somebody so bad that they're just with people. And they know deep inside this is not working and it's going to blow up eventually, but I'm just rolling, I'm riding until the wheels fall off because I want to be with someone. Okay. Uh, Hold on to that thought, and what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and pay the bills, and we'll be right back. All right. Break the cycle of mediocrity. Did you know that most people don't like waking up to an alarm clock every morning? How would you like to make a full-time income working part-time from home? The largest percent of people who make six-figure or more do it from a home-based business. You can design your own future with a company that is fun, fast, friendly, and rewarding. The Lemu Company is new to the Baltimore area, looking for a few good men and women. If you are a leader and you're sick and tired of the Monday to Friday 9 to 5 grind, if you want to set your own schedule and pay, contact Gloria at 443-326-1943. That's 443-326-1943. Or email gleach7 at verizon.net. That's gleach7 at verizon.net. I'll see you at the top. Okay. And we, we, we're we back. So, uh, Ernie, uh, one of the questions or one of the things that I've, I've heard that um, many of my, my male friends have talked about is how the energy of women overall has, change from when they were younger as compared to now, um, meaning that you know, they are running into women who tend to be far more controlling, um, that, you know, like you said, that they have their expectations of what a man behaves like. And so there is more or less what you would call a battle of wills. Now, I'm, I'm kind of curious, uh, has that been a part of your experience in comparison to what your experience may have been like when you were younger? Wow. It's, wow. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking to? <laughs> Look, let me, I could go on and on and on about this. Yes, I'm saying this, and it's not a cultural thing. I'm not being racist at all. I basically, I love my sisters. You know, I'm a, I'm a brother. I love my sisters. And so I basically concentrate on them. I, you know, I want to I wanna find my soulmate. That's a sister. Now, that's not to say that there aren't any white or Asian sisters out here, but I have not gone that far as far as trying to, you know, seek beyond my race to find the perfect woman. However, I can mm-hmm. say relating to what you were saying, that the majority of, I'd say 99.7% of the women that I've been trying to uh, date or see uh, are very controlling. They, it's, they, they need to be respected, and they need to feel like they're in charge, and they feel like their uh, decisions and what they feel and how they see it is more important. As uh, I'm, I'm, I've even gotten to the point where I've had brothers that I've had conversations with tell me that it's like almost like Planet of the Apes, where women are the apes, they're in control, they're the ones riding the horses, and I'm a human. I'm in, I'm, I'm in a cage. You know, I'm, I feel like that women are, you know, I mean, men don't have any more power or control. It's the women. You know, yes. I've, I see that a lot. I see women who uh, have been hurt by guys so much 
they've, mm-hmm. you know, the vast, a large part of their lives, they've been in relationships where they've had to, you know, uh, be the, the the man financially, step up to the plate, take control. And so, you know, we as men, you know, have, a lot of us have fallen by the wayside. We don't, we're not empowered. And so we don't know what we're capable of. And so we don't exhibit, we don't express that to our women and our women see us as they got to do what they, they got to do what they got to do to take care of the situation because they can't depend on us. And it's like, you know, I know okay. a lot of it has to do with slavery. I know a lot of it has to do with, you know, uh, men, you know, our, our, our identity being stripped, you know, because we were treated second and third class citizens during slavery and apartheid and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of it has to do with that. Hey, but Ernie, hold that thought, because I want to come back to that. I want to come back to that, but we've got another guest on the line. Arlene, could you bring Mortez in? I want him to answer that same question. Then I want okay. to come back to where Ernie was going with that. What's his last four digits? 7995. Okay. Hello, Mortez. Welcome to uh, One Love, One Connection, What Us. Uh, what, well, you've actually heard the question. What, what's your, your viewpoint on what we've been talking about this evening? Some of what I've heard um, coming from Ernie, it's a little different than where I'm at in the dating field. Where I'm at at it, you know, you're hanging out, you're with friends, you're dating. You get a few of them, like you said, on the little, what they call the boss mentality. They, they're the ones in charge. They want to be that way. Me, I'm like Ernie. I'm old school, you know. I don't mind coming out hanging and dating. And being mutual with a with a young lady and everything, I don't mind that at all. But I'm a little hard headed. You can't boss me around. You're not the boss of me, so I, I'm not gonna be part of that. <laughs> you know, I'll be mutual. <laughs> I'll definitely be mutual. You know, but no, you can't be the boss of me. I'm not gonna do that. You know, then you got a few of them that want to date, but they want to date the guy that they dated for their baby father or children father. They want to date a guy like him, well, you need to stay with him. You know, you can't pick up on me, whatever you lost with him, and then you're trying to pick that up with me and then take out on me what he made a mistake at. I think if we're going to hang out, we're going to date, I need the chance to make my mistake if I'm going to do that. I'm not, I can't be so blamed for what the other guy did. Would you say that that your experience when you were younger is that you experienced less of that when you were younger? Um, do you think it's a, a thing? Is it? Do you think it's because of their experiences that they're having that, or do you feel that there is something else that contributed to it? And were they like that when they were younger? When they were younger, no, they weren't like that. A lot of them did start their careers, especially when you're saying younger, the, the late teens, the early twenties. They weren't like it mm-hmm. because they haven't fully got into their career as they are now. Now, I heard Ernie say some of them anywhere between 50 and 60. By that time, they're ready to retire. So, yes, they're looking for someone to hang out with. Those are the young ladies I probably would like to hang out with more so than the ones uh, under 40. And I say that because of the fact that they've gotten themselves together. They've gone through their career, and now they're ready to settle down if they haven't already in a relationship, in a marriage. And they're ready to move forward with a relationship, take vacations, take trips. You know, that's what a lot of the women are doing in that age, like between the 50 and 60. 
younger than under 40, it's a little different. You know, they're still going through the thing where somebody hurt them, and now they're, they're scared to put their, their love on the shoulders and everything. They're scared to move forward with that because they're still, you know, treading whatever this one person did to them, or two people. It could have been two guys, you know. Nowadays, it could have been a female, you know, and they're coming back into the male side of things. So a lot of things are changing, and, and a lot of it is experience, I think, you know. But when you first starting out, this day and time, they don't, you know, they stick looking for the guy to take care of the take care to pay for the meal when you're hanging out, take care of the movies and everything when you're hanging out. But then they want to be the boss in the relationship, you know. They want to. They work in court. Some of them are working these corporate jobs, and they're in charge of things, and they want to. They want to bring that into their relationship. Well, let me ask you a question. Well, let me ask you a question about that. So you say they want you to pay for things when you go out, but they want to be the boss. So let me ask you, what's the problem that you have with that? You know, what is the their attitude creating for you? What it creates for me is, I'm, again, I'm old school. I don't mind mm-hmm. when I'm hanging out. We, you know, first first time we started hanging out, the first couple of weeks, first couple of months. I believe we should do a Dutch. Okay. Anyway, if it's not if it's not going any further than that, then you really haven't lost anything. I don't mind if I'm if I'm paying for the whole date. If we're going to the movies, we're going to the fair, we're going to a theater and catch a show, a play. I don't mind. It, it, it's not about the money with me. But if you just mm-hmm. in it for a few laughs. Or a few fun nights and everything like that, and you really not interested in me. <laughs> My thing is just let me know, and we can do this Dutch. And if something develops, like like um Ernie said, you know, if it develops and it could be something else, then fine, great, I'm ready to do that. I have no problem with that. But you're not gonna handle me as if I did you wrong in the relationship, and now you just. You got everything on God, everything on God, so it put a bit of taste in your mouth. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm walking around like I'm on eggshells when I'm with you after a few weeks of hanging out with you. Because I okay. So basically you what you're finding is with these women, they kind of want you to take care of the financial, but then they got an attitude that shows up, and you don't know where this attitude is coming from. Exactly. It's like exactly. you done did something, but you don't know what the heck you did. All you yeah. did was show up as a man. You did your best to be a good guy, and now they got an attitude. Is that is that what I'm hearing? And some of them, there, and, and some of them true. And that is so true. And some of them, you know, um, they want they 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 still safeguarding. You know, they they're being safeguarded. Oh my! Hey, I've been hurt, I, and but I'm not going to take it out on the next woman that I decided I'm going to hang out with. My thing is this, I've been hurt to the point where, yeah, for five minutes I hated all women in the world except my mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Never going to hate my mother, no matter what. You got a lot of sisters. You hated them too? <laughs> I hated my sisters because I saw what they did to the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you know, they put them guys through a lot of things, man. But, but in the end, though, you know, we all are looking for a person that we can connect with and grow old with. I'm at the age I'm ready to grow older with the, with the next woman in my life. Is she, is she willing to not be safeguarding with everything? Just let it go and move forward. I'm not going to take it out 
with my bad experience on the next woman that's going to be in my life? Is she sincere to be in my life all the way from this point on? Okay, so I, I do have a question for you, though. So what what do you think has been the majority of uh, the case for you, uh, which is has it been that, the, that you've dated corporate types that feel that they can boss the relationship, or is it the person who has uh, that who has um, experienced some type of trauma or uh, some type of trauma prior to actually meeting you and bringing it into the forefront, or would you say it's a combination of both? For me, it's a combination of both. Um, recently, after a relationship, like Ernie spoke on, I reached for a long-term relationship if it can get there. Um, the, the longest for me was uh, eight years. Uh, longest my marriage was uh, so, but relationship-wise, it's been eight. Um, for me, I'm meeting women that have been through life experiences with guys, some of them where it's a little bit more uh, uh, where they got beaten up on in the relationship or where their finance was stolen from them out of the bank or out of the home or they uh, they had children, not even with these some of the guys but with the, guy, the next guy, and they abused their children. So they all safeguard some of the women that I mean, It doesn't matter if they're corporate or uh, just, you know, round the mill, riding around the city. Or they, or they self-employed uh, entrepreneurs. It didn't matter. Uh, my gravitation is to women. Period. I'm a man that loves women. I'm not going to shake that for nobody. But I can be monogamous. I can be in a one woman, one man relationship. So I don't have no problem in that category. But I'm meeting women that are allowing other men to keep them from moving forward after the trauma. They've gone through with these guys. It's like I'm meeting them now, and it's like, well, you, you, you walk them through the door and everything. You, you reach for a hug, they jump. Whoa. <laughs> okay, well, look, let me shake your hand. I'm gone. I'll see you next time. Give me a call. <laughs> you know, I'm meeting women that they're so strong in it that, you know, they kind of bully you a little bit because I'm not going to let this happen to me. This is what I'm thinking. This is not going to happen to me this time. So they want me to be soft. I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, I'm not going to be able to be the soft one in a relationship. <laughs> so that's the, those kind of women that are out there, I'm not meeting all of them, but uh, that's what I've been experienced in the last few uh, years in reaching out and dating. Okay, so uh, like maybe your like your male friends and associates have they been experiencing the same thing also? As it, does it seem like it's becoming a trend? For me, I can say that it, it, it's been a trend. It's it's one rare rose out there in the five that I may have been in a, a date with. Out of five, that one rare rose she got everything going for. She she's not angry with men. Uh, She's not looking to be with a woman in a relationship. It's a woman that wants to be with a man, but the timing may be wrong. She might have just got out of a relationship two, three weeks, a month ago, and she's just not ready to move forward. She don't mind being your friend, though. So I can't put that on the entire uh, trend. No, I, I won't say it's a trend. Okay, okay. Um, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. 
All right. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacy Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Memorial. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana, a family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing from mind, body, and soul. And we're back. Now, if there is anybody that is wanting to go ahead and chime in on this conversation, please go ahead and press 1, and we will open up the line. Now, um, one of the questions that, or let's just put it this way, one of the things that I've heard um, men talk about, that that this type, this thing of wanting to control what I would consider uh, masculine energy and being control and I, I, I am going to speculate and say that maybe some of the women out there, um, because of them being in whatever space that they've been in, that they want to control love and have it be on their terms and have it come to them in whatever way that they desire it to come to them. Now, this is... Only, only speculation on my part, and um, somehow um, that I, I do recall uh, having a talk with someone who explained to me that that this was not just limited to to men that they were dating. That the the child that this woman was raising, that you know, she wanted to control things so much that she would make her son use the bathroom uh, instead of, uh, you know, standing up to uh, void 
himself that she would make him sit down. Um, now, I'm not sure of what what that is about, but gentlemen, um, I mean, if do you feel that, what do you think could be the thing that needs to happen in order for this energy to uh, be healed? Because the perception that I've gotten from the people that I've talked to before is that they feel that that women are wanting to be like men, or they're actually carrying that that uh, what you would call that alpha alpha energy uh, into and, their experience. I, I like to answer that, and I was just about to touch right there. Um, a lot of the women, not that the ones that I've come in contact with, one or two maybe, but they have the alpha role because they are alone raising their children. That's one thing right there. And they don't have that trust. They have a trust issue when they do allow a man to come in on a temporary basis. But a lot of the men that they get themselves involved with are the ones that are just coming out of jail. They haven't been in a relationship for so long that they're still doing it as if they were 16, 15 years of age. So they don't know how to come in and help take care of the home, help rear the children with the way they're supposed to go. A lot of women are taking on the male role, and they're actually thinking they are male. They're seeking females for companies, some of them, you know. So it, it, it's very scarce on the fact that a lot of our males, especially right here in Baltimore, like to hang out in the jail, and they're not off. You know, so therefore the women are, are, are evolving into the men role, and then, like I say, some of them are actually wanting to be men and don't know the way to be feminine anymore when they do meet a man that wants to cherish them and nourish them and, and be around them and help them with a bill or two here and there. You know, they they, they, they scared of that. The first thing that comes to their mind to me is that what do he want? <laughs> you know, what are he trying to do? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be your man in your life. <laughs> you know? So that's where I, my perspective come in at. But you, you know, that's 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 what I had to say on that. Well, that's a good thought. Hey, Ernie, you were saying something to that a little earlier. Why don't you come on back in and tell us what your thoughts are on that? Well, um, I believe my personal belief is that you know we have to take full responsibility for ourselves as individuals before we can start expecting to magnetize those people which we went into our lives, into our lives. You know, I believe that I don't, you know, I don't have any dealings with jail or that type of thing. I've always been very, uh, thank God, I've always been very selective as far as the few the few relationships which I've had in my life. Each, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of relationships, maybe like five or six, but each one I, you know, I put my 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 all into it. And I don't gravitate towards somebody just because they're there. There has to be something that makes me want to be with that person. I've been like this my entire life. And I don't know how to be any other way. So, you know, but I do believe that we as men have to be the, you know, be the ones to, to we have to be the men. You know, women want to be the men, but we are the men. 
and God has put all of it, all all that we need to be the examples, to be the leaders, to be the fathers and the husbands, and and the you know and the uh, examples um, to our families as well as to our loved ones um, of how they should be in this world. You know, so I believe that if we could. You know, women are tired of dealing with guys is always trying. They always trying. You know, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do something. No, you know, they want somebody that's going to do something. You know, and like I said, we we have to take the responsibility for ourselves. If we're not where we are, we need to we need to do what you know God has put within us, each and every one of us, the ingredients that we need to supersede ours our our failings and be the men and, and women that he that he calls us to be. You know, but I believe it's a process like everything else, but we have to go through that. You know, I think another thing too is that so many people have been hurt, and their hurt has not been healed. They have not gone through the process of healing. You know, so what happens is they build up all of this stuff, and it accumulates. It's like, um, you know, it's like something that medicine you have to take that builds up in your system. It doesn't, it doesn't work right away, but it accumulates. Okay, well, what they're doing is they're accumulating a lot of negative experiences which equate to negative energy and if they're not releasing it they're not healed being healed from it they're bringing it into their new relationships and so what's happening is that you have people who are healed who are trying to be in relationships with people who are not healed and that's that's been my experience i you know i've gone through a lot i've been through the drug situation I've been through the, you know, addicted to cigarettes and smoking and all that. I've, you know, and I've healed from all that. You know, I've I've chosen to change the choices in my life to live the life that I feel this is what God wants me to live. And I am whole and complete right now. And so the person that I'm looking, um, that I'm seeking to be in my life needs to be whole and complete. And if she's not, she needs to at least be willing to allow my energy to be, you know, something that helps her guide me, guide her to me. But, again, I have to be the one that's the example. You know, we want somebody who's going to love us, then we have to be loving. We want somebody who's going to be affectionate and romantic to us, then we have to be romantic and affectionate. If we want somebody who's going to be uh, forgiving and accepting, then we must be forgiving and accepting. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street, you know, both of you. The Bible says that we need to be on one accord. And what that means is you have to know what your accord you're on, and you have to align yourself with those people. And if you're living your life in the way that that God has called you to, I believe that you're going to magnetize those people into your life. You know, but you have to be strong enough to say no. You have to be strong enough to, 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 to you know, to tell yourself no. You know, yeah, it looks good and everything. Oh, my gosh, she's throwing, throwing money at me. She buying me clothes and that. You know, but is this what I, what I want? You know, we have to know what we want. You know, uh, you okay. can't uh, be. Ernie? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up the thought, and, and we're going to take a caller. Yeah, what I was going to say was, you you know, you can't be incomplete and expect to be with someone who's complete. You know, right. if you're not a Christian, why would you want to, 
you know, you're you require that your man that you date be a Christian, <laughs> you know, because it's not going to work, <laughs> you know. So you have to be the change in your life that you want to see. And okay. I'm closing on that. That's that's my my thought for the day. Are you the are you being the change that you want to see in your life? All right, all right. Thank you so much, Ernie. Hold on. Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us. Uh, you are on the line. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello? Hello? 2767, you're on the air? It's Mortez. I'm still here. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the last four digits are 2767. Uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. You have a okay. have a question for us? Yes, this is Fifi calling from Baltimore. How are you all doing? Fifi. Um, <laughs> hey, it's been a good chat. I just chimed in about ten minutes ago, and I wanted to talk to the point that uh, the gentleman, well, you actually, you Arlene, you brought women uh, in the male energy. And mm-hmm. so I am a woman who has been pretty much independent all of my life, and I've raised my son. So I have found myself flowing in the male energy quite often. But it's not something that I chose. So when the brother said um, women act in alpha, sometimes we are thrust into a position where we have to be the stronger one, particularly if we're single. So um, I personally have flowed in that energy quite often, like I said, to just to take care of things. But I also am pretty aware of myself to know enough that in a situation where a man comes into my life, I know how to turn that energy off and become soft and become submissive and get back into the end. So that's 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 just basically what I wanted to say. We are not all doing that on purpose or intentionally to try to be the man in a relationship. Some of us have had to. And um, okay, so I, I do have a quick question for you. So, what you know was there any? Did you do you feel like you had to learn or you know? teach yourself or coach yourself into falling into that yin energy because and and you know I will say like I said many of the many of the men that I've been talking to and it seems to get louder and louder with the the men in general that they're encountering women who have a lot of that uh yang energy that a lot of that masculine energy so was this something that you that you feel that was already innate in you and it was it was easy to fall into the yin or did you have to learn how to do it i had to actually learn how to do to fall into the yin because being raised to be independent coming from a a single parent household and I watched my mother take on the role of the caretaker and provider for the family. 
I basically watched her and learned everything she did and carried it with me. So when my son came along, I just it was very easy for me to step into that role of caretaker. So I'm just recently out of a relationship that was three years old, and I didn't have a problem going into the yin and being submissive. But let me just tell you, once I saw the gentleman not flowing in his role, I had to stand back up again. I stood back up. So it wasn't. I, it was difficult for me to submit to a man who's not in his role. Okay. Uh, I can agree you. with that. I'm sorry. Okay. I was okay. saying I can thank agree you. with that. I can agree with that. Um, a lot of times, though, a uh, few young ladies that I've been involved with personally, and then some of my friends that are when we get to some of my male single friends, that's the thing that we've been facing the most: someone not sitting down. Or, or, or bringing that role down when they do meet a good guy or a man that knows how to do his role or come in in a relationship. I was raised by my father and my mother, but not in the same house. So my mother, at a lot of times when she thought that, okay, my teenage son is about to become into an, a, a manhood, she sent me to hang out with my dad. You know, okay. she played the, she, she stood up in her role as a mother and, uh, of course, she was alpha because we stayed in her home. So I agree with that, that, you know, my sisters now are going through some of the same transitions, you know, and they have husbands, but they have to stand up in that role every now and then when their husbands are, are slapping. So right. I do agree with that, and I understand that. But my thing is, I'm never slapping. So when I come into a relationship, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm the man, boy, boy. <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to say that it's very important for us to know our roles as as men and women. And no it's doubt. okay to flow in and out of yin and yang. That's the no balance doubt. we need to create in the relationship. So I agree with that. You know what I mean? So if we don't have the knowledge and the insight and the awareness of self about gender roles, then you're talking conflict, you know, because the man, that I, the man that I was with, he he could appreciate me being alpha when I needed to be, and he could okay. all, he absolutely loved it when I was flowing in yin. So, you know, flow in and out. So if a person is not aware of their energy and that they can flow in and out and have a harmonious relationship, then, yeah, you're going to be forever buttonhead. Well, I need I need to find classes and you need to teach it then because you know what I mean? it, it, it's, it's terrible it's terrible it is terrible. It can happen, right, Arlene? It can happen. No yeah, absolutely. No <laughs> if you're open to learning, when you're ready to learn, the teacher will come. I know that's right. Amen you know? to that. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you. All right, Cece. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, we are going to take a brief um, song break, and we will be right back. Mm-hmm. 
I've been watching you for a while Smiling stuff I don't know if I can be with you for the night Alright That alright Baby Baby
And we're back. Um, we're going to close out this show a little bit earlier than normal, but uh, if there is anybody out there that have any more comments, questions, or concerns, just press the number one um, before we close out. No? Any takers? Very Going hard once, going <laughs> twice, going three times, sold. <laughs> okay, we do have one more person who wants to add into the conversation. Peace, peace. Hello. Peace, peace. Welcome. Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from. Uh, this is Zakia calling from Baltimore, and uh, it's a blessing and a pleasure to be here tonight. Um, I just want to say real quickly, I first of all, I just want to honor the brothers for taking the time to come on to share their experience with us. We have lots of conversations as women about what we are experiencing with our relationships and, and with meeting guys. And um, so it's good to hear uh, from the brother's perspective, what they, too, are experiencing. So I want to thank you, uh, Reverend Arlene and Reverend Harvey, for um, allowing this conversation. So it seems to me that we are having uh, different experiences because um, my sister friends and I uh, don't fit in the category of women who, um, you know, are bossy and, you know, kind of want to take the alpha role and, you know, we're kind of in a whole different place. And one of the things I was wondering is, you know, where the brothers are going that are meeting uh, these women. Uh, and also to just say that um, things that we are experiencing is uh, brothers who are not showing up authentic. You know, we, we're having uh, guys show up claiming to be something and then, you know, getting us involved in relationships and then finding out, uh, somewhere down the road that they aren't uh, authentic in about who they say they are, um, what we used to call perpetrating. So, um, you know, I don't know, you know, where, where the missed, uh, misstep is here, but I certainly would love to know where uh, brothers are leading these women and also if there's something that we can be alerted to maybe ahead of time so that we don't really go down that road of getting involved with someone and then finding out that they truly are not who they say they are. So um, I just want to say once again, thank you, and um, keep talking. Let's keep talking about this. Zakia, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I just want to say something to what you were saying. Now, of course, you guys know I'm not usually quiet, but I was pretty quiet during this one because, you know, I just set it out. But um, <laughs> I just want to say, and I'm saying this, and the reason I said that is because I'm even saying this from a neutral position, even though it's going to sound like I'm taking a side. I'm saying this from the neutral position. You are very correct about a lot of men doing that, but men have the same situation with women. If you date 10 women, nine of them lied to you. They didn't, they're perpetrating a fraud as well. And so, again, I'm saying this from a neutral position. In that, we men and women have come to a situation where the dating game has become, in my opinion, this is my opinion, harder than it should be because everybody's walking around with all this baggage, all this hurt. We're a bunch of bag ladies and garbage men, and we're afraid to put that aside. We don't even know how, in some cases, to put that aside. So 
like Mortez was saying about, you know, he may go out with some women and then it's like they're treating him some kind of way. Well, what's going on there is you triggered something. You may not know you triggered something because you didn't try to remind her of a hurt, but you did something that reminded her of a hurt. And subconsciously, she has a reaction to it. She's not realizing she's changing and reacting this way. And so I say that to say this. You say that you and your friends, your women friends, wouldn't consider yourselves bossy. But I'm sure that a guy who's probably dated one of y'all after a couple weeks would feel like y'all were bossy. Because he pushed a button that he didn't realize or that you didn't realize, and then in his opinion, how you responded was a pushback. So we, we just – we all need some help, you know, and there's enough love to go around. We just need to start giving out that love and letting go of the past. But I just wanted to add that in there um, to what you said. Okay, thank you, Harvey, for, for clarifying that. And I know that we do all have um, some wounds, and uh, and that's one of the reasons why we are together. I mean, one of the reasons why we attract each other is because we have healing that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, my prayer is that when we do come together, that we will be coming together to uh, support each other, to, to work with each other, not put each other down, not condemn each other, but recognize and we all have that place where we're needing that love and support. No one doesn't need to do it any better than the other. We just need to be together in the understanding and in the love uh, to make it all work out for the best. So um, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share, and thank you so much again. I'm, I'm blessing my brothers that they will find the women that they are looking for. And, of course, we are asking for uh, grace and favor in finding our beloved as well. Peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you. Okay, we do have one more person that wanted to chime in. One moment. Welcome to One One Connection with us. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Let us know your name and where you're calling from. I am Jamel Gilliam, Reverend Jamel A. Gilliam from the Sacred Masculine Show. What's up, man? uh, Say hello to everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. evening. Reverend Jamel is one of the owners of the Family Healing Circle. Right now we are a three-quarter owner on the line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're only missing one person <laughs> and, and, and by no means Should our listeners hold that against me <laughs> You know uh, <laughs> That raises you up Brother that holds you up <laughs> I, uh, I definitely welcome uh, uh, All those who've um, Been listening so far that Also I've got to put the shameless plug in To the Sacred Masculine show and thank you, brother, for uh, being a caller and a participant in this in this discussion. I heard some of your uh, conversation. It was it was definitely needed and uh, needed to be said. Um, and Harvey and Arlene, Reverend Arlene, Reverend uh, Harvey are doing a wonderful job. I wanted to add, though, just listening to Sister Fifi about some of the things, just a challenge to the brothers. And I'm I'm sure uh, someone already spoke about this, but we also, as brothers, as men, we have to step up. I mean, the reason why sisters are filling that void and, and becoming alpha women is because there's no there's not enough alpha men. We have to claim our place. And 
you know, I don't deny the fact that slavery and some of the other things that's happened to us has caused the, the black community, the family, and, and if not even the black community, just society as a whole has become dysfunctional because of some of the things we have to deal with. But men, we got to step up. I mean, we want our women to be our women, and we want them to see us as their men, but we have to be the men. So all these brothers who are living off of women, who aren't going to work, who got a song and a dance, you know, come on. You got to gotta do something. And, and, and so we ask for that. And for the, for the sisters, when brothers are trying, you know, I'm not saying for the brothers that you know that don't, just don't deserve your humility. And this was the text that I sent Reverend Arlene. But, you know, if a brother is really trying, you know, give him that, give him that, uh, that level of, uh, of, of favor, you know, yeah, respect and acknowledge him. I mean, I understand that you, you know, you ladies don't want a man that you can't look up to, but a man to be perfectly honest. And, you know, brother Harvey, we talk about our uh, dating stories. We don't want to have to go through a power struggle in our relationship. And, and most, most men that I talk to just say, I'm not going to let her punk me. You know, you know, you say this, you say that. At the end of the day, and I've done a lot of therapy with couples, most of y'all don't respect the man who you have to talk down to or let you get away with it. But at the same token, you got to understand how words hurt. You got to understand how, 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 you know, he wants respect, you want respect. We want to respect each other. And, and brothers, you know, let them know. Do, do the best you can with what you have. I'm not asking you to be a brother with a six-figure bank account or a high level of degrees. Or I'm just saying just be the man. You know, do what you can. I mean, sometimes folks just aren't equally yoked, and y'all need to have that conversation of how you're going to make it work. If she's educated and you're not, how are you going to make that work? If she got a lot of money in the bank, but you got a lot of time, how y'all going to make that work? If, uh, I don't know, you got, you, you got something. Everybody – you know, has something that they can do well and just bring that to the table and be honest about it. Don't be the kid, you know, don't allow them to uh, uh, treat you that like that because you've been acting like that. I mean, sometimes we just got to step up, whatever it is that you do. And everybody, like I said, we do something well, there's something that you do, you know, and, and that's important. I mean, I, you know, I've had my share. I'm married now four years to a wonderful woman, but it didn't come right away. And I've dated and I've dated. I was probably one of the many serial daters, and, and could have had had my pick, and my wife could probably have had her pick, but we realized that we were trying to build something together. And, and, and folks, just don't date for sex, because sex gets tired after a while. You know, I mean, you know, you it, it, you know, she's good, she he's he's good, she got a wonderful body. You know, you you got a nice body. That's not going to be enough after a while. When you're 50 and 60 and 70, when you look at each other, the the question is, do you like each other? You know, and and that's going to be the thing that you have to really resolve within yourself. Yeah, I agree. are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we're here. Still here. Yeah, yes, we're here. <laughs> I like the brother, uh, the brother Ernest. You know, he said some pretty good things. I actually didn't recognize him at first, but he really, he really said some wonderful things. And uh, it's just really important for us to to start respecting the relationship. We want a lot of sisters that say they want relationships. I kind of wonder if they really mean what they say because when you hear him talking to, to men. It's like, wow, is he your son or your man? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> too much of that going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of that going on. You know, the interesting dynamic is that it's almost like this anger towards the man that helped you to make a son. And you have a son, and then your son grows up with kind of that same, you know, you, you emasculate your son, and your son grows up. It's like this cycle, a vicious cycle that has to stop. A lot of these men out here, you know, myself included, we're raised by these single women, and I'm not bashing single moms because 
sometimes that's, it's better that way. But, you know, these young boys are seeing all this stuff, and they grow up, and it's like, well, hey, you know, my mama got this. You got this. And it right, becomes right. this vicious cycle. Like, wow, is this what we, you know? Let the men be the man, and, and brothers, let the women be the women. Now, with, with, with that said, what you just said, a lot of, okay, we, we all know a lot of men are not raising their own children. We know this. So my thing about that is this. You know, if you come into a relationship and a young lady has a son or a daughter, it doesn't matter. As long as they're not disrespecting these children, hurting them, and molesting them and things of that nature, I mean, I think it's okay to structure the child. You know, a lot of women, uh, you can't talk to my son like that, and he tired up the whole house. Right. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a situation I know personally. Uh, the son was being raised by the, the man in the house for the last four or five years, and recently this just happened. Yeah, he wants to start selling marijuana. Guess where he brought it at? The man has a government yeah. job and everything, and now he's not even with his wife. Because the son want to do what he wants to do in this man's home that he built for them. They actually move out of a home that was owned by the mother and put their own home. So I guess they cut down some you know, some structure there. And then the son grows up. He's older now. But I think he just graduated. But now he wants to be a drug dealer. And then he had to say, the man had to tell him, is he even going to be him or me? And he's old enough to make right. decisions like that. Right. You know, you're not going to do that to my child. But hey, I'll see you when I see you. You know, and that's crazy. That's crazy. After six, seven years of raising them, you know, the father not playing no parts in his life. He helped him get through school, ready to go to college. And this is the payment you get? I don't right. think that's right. I don't think that's right. You know what they say, though. I mean, you know, dating is just that. It's just dating, so it's kind of a trial run. And I would say to anybody, male or female, don't be afraid to walk away if it's just if you realize there's just not something that you're willing to uh, compromise. I mean, we, you know, I mean, we all could have these things. Like I would never date a woman who was on drugs, but some people, you know, that's not their thing. They would, they would try to work it out. I mean, right, so right. I think even the same thing with the children. I mean, sometimes we have, uh, and, it's, and it's hard because, you know, pretty much most people I know my age, they all got children from previous relationships. And you have to really figure out what are you willing to, you know, what are you willing to uh, put up with or not. I mean, you know, you don't exactly. want someone to feel like they're putting their son out or their daughter out, but you also want to make sure you're not, you're not compromising your beliefs. And in this case, it sounds like the man lost, you say lost his job or you know, no, a government no, job. It would have been if he had allowed that kept kept going, you right. know. So you know, and that's hard. Yeah, it's, it's a hard decision, but he had to make a decision, you know. But I say, look, his thing was he ain't got to put we, we we ain't got to put him off the street. He still got a father that don't have a relationship with him. Let him go over with him. <laughs> that was his thing, right. you know. But he can't stay in here and have like that down in here with me. No, I'm not losing my job behind. You know, he's been in his job 17, 18 years already. And now, you know, because he's raising this man as his son, he don't have any children. Not his blood children. He took on this woman's children. And there it goes. You know, you're dealing with a situation like that. Right. Right. You know, I, I definitely, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's definitely hard. And, and what happens is folks get stuck in their ways, and this how it is, you know, is. It, it's not so easy to date when you're after a certain age point because you 
so stuck in how you how you live. There was a gentleman I used to work with. He was my supervisor, and eventually just came my uh, my good friend. And he said, you know, after a while, and, and ladies, don't take this take no offense to this, but he said after a woman uh, lives by herself, after a while, they just become crazy. And it's probably the truth for for men as well. But <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know, you get you know, so I'm gonna get head. in there, and, and they don't become crazy. They become crazy by a man's perception. But it, it's like you said, Jamel. For a man, we do too. And think about this: right. if you put on an island, now being in your house, if you seclude yourself from the rest of the community, except to go to work, go to the supermarket, you know, you go out to go where you need to go, and you come back. But for the most part, you're isolated. You are your own world, except for whoever calls in. And even that is calling in. You know, and in today's world, we've gotten away with texting and all this electronic stuff from really connecting with human beings. So even people who go out don't really know how to t- connect with people. I can't tell you how many times I've gone out and I've seen couples together and they both turn to the side texting, either each other or somebody right. else. So you see, we've lost what it means to connect with human beings. And what a lot of people don't understand is the brain changes with the habits you have. So once upon a time, we knew how to understand people because we had to. It was a matter of survival. If we go back to, you know, the maybe just the turn of the century from the 1800s into the 1900s, you didn't have all the technology you had. So if I make a deal with you, if I've made enough deals with people, I know when I shake your hand, I'm looking in your eyes and I'm saying, I know he's the kind of man I can trust. Somebody may say, how do you know that? Because experience has taught me this. My intuition tells me this. We've turned the intuition off and we turned electronics on. So, yes, if you are separated from human contact and the only human right. contact you really have is workers, and come on, let's face it, when we go to work, we're really not the same person we are outside of work. So you don't have a chance to really cut loose and be you. When you're in your house, you by yourself. Yeah, there's a change that's going to happen. You're going to lose certain social skills. We lose them anyway because we're texting all the time or we're on the computer all the time. But you're going to lose it even more if you don't have a chance to really put it into action. So it's not that they're crazy. It's just that they forgot. They don't know. Well, crazy is a term that he used. It wasn't a term. I am actually a mental health uh, practitioner. What I I really understood him to, to say that they get so stuck in their ways, there's not a whole lot you can do. And so he was pretty much saying if they're by themselves. And I think, like I said, Felicia kind of touched on it about just she's been so used to doing things the way she does it that that's what is the perception. And and I know her personally, so she's not, you know, Felicia's not crazy. But I think essentially most men will say, well, shoot, she's so rigid and stuck in the box that I just can't deal with this. So, and, and that's just not her. That's a lot of people out there. We get, you know, I, my wife may say that about me, but, you know, there's a process that you go through. And I also want to say that, you know, that doesn't mean that because you've been living by yourself for so long, you know, for the ladies out there and the men out there that are listening, that you're so stuck that you can't find someone. I think that it'll probably be more of a challenge to you to, to, to stretch out a little bit because you've been doing it so long for, you know, the way that you do it. And it's important that we know that. I mean, it's just going to take more work. I think if you, like Harvey said, in the, in the turn of the century where you're used to just dealing with people, then it's easier. We live in a society now where people are almost, you know, kind of a quasi-autism because they really aren't making eye contact. They're texting. I've right. had, uh, you know, my daughter will be upstairs in the room. Instead of coming down and asking me something, she'll ask it via text. 
and as you know, or people in the next cubicle will email you, and it's like, wow, you know, you couldn't have you know, couldn't have a conversation with me, but that's the society we live in, like you said. I mean, so it's important that we. We, you know, it's it's going to take the, the, the other folks. You know, we got to kind of be the revolutionaries and step out there and say, I'm not doing this anymore. I really do want a quality woman. I want to be the quality man, and this is how I'm going to connect. All right, Corey. Yeah. Yeah, but see, you said anymore. I'm not doing it. So you're done. You're checked out. I mean, I'm not doing it. <laughs> ain't no more, ain't no less. Just ain't happening. <laughs> you know, like you said, with the conversation side of it, you know, a lot of women scream out they want conversation. When you give them conversation, uh, they, they don't have a rebuttal for it. You know, they want to argue a lot. You know, that's the thing that I have to run into. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. But I, I believe I'm just too honest, and I might be brutal with it a lot of times. My thing is, you want honesty. When I throw the honesty on you, now I'm hurting your feelings. You know, young lady told me the other day, uh, I was in North Carolina over the weekend, and she hadn't, I hadn't seen her in a long time. She wanted to look and say, am I getting fat? I looked at her and said, no, baby, you fat. <laughs> you ain't getting there, you already there. Well, brother, I do want to say there's a point of validation i mean i i thought you were going to say uh you know you you know you tell her she got something in her teeth but if you you know i, I don't know there's certain things you don't touch their women's weight their their their, 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 their hair their weight their hair and uh and their wardrobe and so you just outright young, 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 young man young man young man and i'm saying young man for a purpose i'm at an age now i might not be here too much longer so before my grandmother passed, one of the things she wanted to know about me, and I think I was about in my late 20s, and she said, this will never tell me a lie. I don't care what you're doing out there. Okay. I just want to know everything that you're doing. And she helped me to be honest. She helped me to be honest. And like I said, maybe I'm too brutal with it today, but as a young man coming up before I turned 30, before the age of 30 was approaching me, that woman helped me be an honest man to women, men, and children. I just tell the truth. I just tell the truth. Then what I do do, sometimes I soften it up. I, 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 I work on that. I work on softening it up. But then you know what? Today, there's no soft. There's not a lot of soft out there. So I can't be soft because I can't look weak either. You know? So that's my perspective. I'm not asking nobody else to be that way, but what I'm saying is, they want the truth, I tell them the truth. That it's how I bring the truth a lot. They might get them, but I definitely You can't them the handle truth. the truth. You can't handle it. Hey, man, if it works for you, I feel better about it. I feel better about it. I believe you. I feel much better about it. And later on, after they got their feelings out of the way, a lot of them come back to me. You didn't have to say it like that, but I don't know the other way to say it. You wanted the truth. You looked at me and said, am I getting fat? I listened to the word, and you kind of smiled. Well, no, you are. I'm going to have to go ahead and let, let you know. But if I had to say anything else, I'd have to let you the facade everybody else is falling into that you got them with. 
And if you're talking about you want to lose some weight and everything, I'll get out there and run with you. I got bad feet. Guess what? I'll, I'll run with you. You know, I'll get on the treadmill or whatever. Whatever you want to do to help get the weight off, if that will help you. But I'm not going to lie to you. That's what I'm not going to do. Yeah. That's the way to go, Mo. I'll tell you this. In my experience, most women, even when they say, tell you the truth, you know, if you're not in a relationship with them, it may hurt their feelings, but they respect it and they tend to stick around. Now, once you're in a relationship with them and they ask you that question, they expect you to know better than to say, yeah, you fat. Right. Right. Because now you're their man. You're their idiot. So they expect you to not be an idiot before you're the idiot they're trying to get, but they recognize one thing right off the bat. you smart enough to tell them the truth, and one thing they know is that you'll always tell them the truth. And then when they get you, they don't want you to tell them the truth at certain times. So it's a balancing well, they act. Ask you, you know? well, they better not ask me then. They better not ask me. <laughs> well, the question don't change. <laughs> do I look de- do I look good in these jeans? Do these jeans make my butt look big? Yeah, your butt look big when you ain't had no jeans on. Of course, it's gonna look big in the jeans. But I like it that way. <laughs> That's the term. Uh, my ex-wife said to me one time, "I'm a big fat pig." I said, "But I love you, and you're my big fat pig." <laughs> we we're not together no more to fight the same, but you know, I still love it. And she was just my big sister. But the thing was, two weeks after she stopped smoking, we went to the gym. And she was no longer a big fat pig in her eyes. She was never a big fat pig in my eyes. You know, she could have got bigger than whale if she still was with me. I was good. Her birth changed a whole lot until she decided to go to the gym. But I never lied to her. You know, like I said, I still was working for about a couple of days a week, maybe two. You know, I had to sleep in the couch, though. <laughs> wasn't, nothing, wasn't none of that going on. <laughs> you know. But you got back in. You got out of the doghouse. Well, I don't think I was ever even in the doghouse. I just uh, didn't sleep on the couch. I didn't sleep in the spare bedroom. <laughs> you know, I took showers with her. <laughs> you, know, you know, I just pointed out like I watched more of your back than usual. You know, hey. <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a little brutal with the honesty. And I, I try to throw it down here and there. But, you know, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm in my 50s as uh, early as and everything. And uh, I don't see no reason to tell a lie. Now, today, now that's now. I don't see no reason to tell a lie now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking it honest, taking it honest. And, hey, and if it's the same thing about me, hey, then, you know, be honest. I can take it, you know. I, I, that honesty will help me get my stuff and, and get it right, you know. That's what I look at it. Okay. Well, look, um, we lost um, uh, Reverend Jamal. I had to go ahead and uh, get off the line. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, Martez. We are so appreciative of you uh, being uh, willing to share what your experience is. And also, ladies and gentlemen, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring uh, this story or like, this conversation 
uh, to the forefront is because it, it is one one of the conversations that I continue to have with men all the time, even Reverend Harvey here. And uh, I just want everyone to be in that place of understanding that we all need each other. You know, the I whole idea that we are an island is just we're not we're not by ourselves, or we cannot uh, improve upon ourselves, heal ourselves without one another. And you know, I I want people to be mindful of the fact that you know there is there is a need for healing, and at, especially in this time of when what we would consider the feminine age coming in, that we don't uh, completely discount our, our um, the yang aspect of our own natures as well as the male counterparts that we may encounter. Uh, Reverend Harvey, do you have anything to add before we get off the line? No. No? No. <laughs> okay, love, peace, and blessings, everyone. And we are probably going to have a part two to this conversation um, as to what we can do to heal. So blessings, everyone. Good night. Peace and blessing. Peace and blessing. Have a good night. Good night. Night, night. That was a pretty good uh, session. I like it. Tell me a secret. It's still going on, man. Everyone can hear you. And me. I don't just Let's hang up.
Can you help me out, girl? Human touch, yeah. Baby, I need your love tonight, girl. Human touch, yeah. Hey, girl. Human touch, girl. Yeah, I need you to touch me all over. Human touch. Come on over and touch me, baby. Listen here. Can I kiss your toes, girl? Can you help me out, baby? I need you to touch me all over. Hey, girl, take off your shoes. Gonna be some loving going down up in here tonight, babe. 